Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica. This week, I am excited to be joined by two guests, Christy Fisher and Kelly Winkler, who are the hosts of the new podcast called Mindful Conversations with Kay, and that's K-A-Y for Kidding Around Yoga. Both Christy and Kelly have been on the podcast before. They are wonderful people with tons of experience between the two of them, teaching mindfulness and yoga to children and to families. And so we kind of dove into a conversation about our hopes and dreams for the future of kids yoga and how to implement yoga and mindfulness into our parenting. And also a little bit about their podcast, which I'm sure you will all love. So here it goes. So Kelly and Christy, welcome back. Thank Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to, you both were on separately. So now I have you guys together and I'm excited to talk about your podcast and about the work you've been doing. Um, But first, I'd love to talk about the future of kids yoga and mindfulness because the more I'm talking to people and as we've gone through the pandemic and gone through completely new ways of, of sharing this information, I feel like we all are starting to think about it a little differently. Mm-hmm. So um, whoever would like to start, um, what are your hopes and dreams for kids yoga and mindfulness, say in the next 10 years or so? You know, it's interesting. I feel like, like yoga and mindfulness um, with, with kids has, has, is starting to become so much more mainstream. You know, we're hearing so much more about it and, you know, definitely about mindfulness practices. And I think that the exciting thing is that there's so much research being done. And so we're starting to see the results of some of this research and, and people are starting to understand, um, what kids yoga is, you know, because it's different. It's not a, it's not an adult yoga class. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so people are starting to understand, I think a little bit better what, what kids yoga actually is, what mindfulness is, and they're seeing the benefits in schools, in, you know, childcare settings and in, in homes and everything else. So I do think that this is just going to continue to get more and more mainstream and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm excited about the the direction. Yeah. And I just, to add to that, you know, I'm, I mean, I think it's, we're, we're starting to see it in a lot more schools. People are starting to really be more open to the idea of, you know, what, what is yoga and mindfulness and how it can be beneficial, like Christy said. And, and I don't know, for me, like my hopes and dreams are 
really that it becomes the foundation of education and of like parenting, right? I, I think about it like it it's the base of everything, right? Because yoga is like really like the science of ourselves and like us being like self-aware and understanding our feelings and emotions and understanding our body and, you know, our physical sense and all of that. And all of that is so important, first of all, in education, because we know that when children feel safe and connected, they're in a state that is they're ready to learn, right? Their brain is available for learning new information. So without having that sense of connection and safety, you know, it's, it's not really a great learning environment and the same for at home with parents, right? We're, we are always, we're, we worry about like teaching our kids, like, you know, when they're little toddlers, we make sure they know their colors and their shapes and their body parts. And my hope is that the way that we teach in kids yoga becomes more how parents interact with their kids, right? Like instead of just teaching about their body parts, like helping them to identify their emotions and how our emotions make our body feel different ways and sort of helping kids to tap into that inner knowing of themselves and that, that intuition, right? I always say this, like we, we kind of like in growing up, like when we were kids, we kind of didn't really learn to like accept our emotions. We kind of learned the opposite of like, you know, you're okay, get up, you're fine, stop crying, that kind of thing to like kind of push our emotions away. And my hope is that we can flip that now and like teach our kids to hold space for their own emotions so that they can begin to to really listen to themselves. Because when we become teenagers, what do we ask them to do? Oh, listen to your intuition, make good choices, right? When they get out into the world, where we're not right by their side all the time, we expect them to be able to, to, to listen to their gut feeling. But if growing up, we tell them to not listen to it that whole time and to push it away, how are they going to all of a sudden be able to listen to their intuition? So that's really like what my hopes and dreams are that, that just yoga, mindfulness, and self-awareness becomes the foundation of education, of parenting, the whole thing. And, and to, to, to add on to that too, Kelly, I mean, I, I, I'm with you hundred percent. I, I would love to see it mainstream in, in, in schools mm-hmm. everywhere, because, you know, when we, we go out, we teach kids yoga classes at, at a yoga studio or a, or a rec center or something, you know, we have these after school programs and things like that, which are wonderful. But when you provide this type of learning in a school setting, it makes it more accessible to all children. Not all children are going to have access to after-school programs, you know, where they can go to a yoga studio and practice. But if we're implementing these things in in over the course of the school day, I believe we're going to reach more children this way. Yes, I agree so much. It's that's how it becomes more equal and spread to all children instead of just those privileged enough to like to yes. pay for an extra class or what have you, or schools that have an after school um, enrichment program, or um, if we bring it into add the actual curriculum, like you're saying, yeah. into the foundation, like you said, Kelly, uh, it's going to be a huge, huge shift. Mm-hmm. I saw even my son's preschool, they have a, a yoga teacher come in. I, I was thinking even 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been happening. They, 
you know, I remember when I first started teaching schools were like, what yoga, isn't that a religion? You know, so we're getting there where the the science is there and people are just practicing themselves and feeling Mm -hmm. it for themselves, which kind of brings me to the next part, which um, you mentioned parenting. All I know, every parent I know, we're, we're all overwhelmed. We're all trying to do a good job and raise our children the best we can, but we're so busy and we're stressed and all of that. So do you have any advice for parents on just like easier ways that they can incorporate yoga and mindfulness into their busy lives without feeling like, oh, it's another thing I have to do? <laughs> Absolutely. Like I, I love to talk about this because this is really how I adapted my own practice. Um, I didn't really start a strong practice before I had children. It was really much later. I, you know, when I really started my strong practice, I already had four kids. And so I know it's busy and it's a lot. And so I've always thought about it in small bite-sized pieces. That's how it's worked well for me. So even if it's just two minutes, you know, in the morning of doing some breath work while I have my first cup of tea, just that might be all I get to that day. Maybe, you know, even, even for the week, I may not get on my mat and do a full yoga class a week, even sometimes depending on our schedule, but those small little bite-sized things that I can do when I'm taking the dog for a walk, you know, just don't put my phone on, just really kind of tune into nature and just really take that time for some silence and some stillness and just tuning into my senses all these little times where it could just be a few minutes. It doesn't have to be a big complicated practice. Um, I love to have a a consistent meditation practice, but I will say with honesty, you know, it comes and goes because just sometimes that's just (laughs) the way life is. And so when I can be consistent about getting on my mat and um, my meditation practice, great. But when I can't, there's little bits of time in my day that I can just tune in, even if it's sitting in car line, you know, doing a little guided meditation. If I get there a few minutes early, just put on a little guided meditation on my, on my phone or, you know, do, do some breathing then what, wherever I can fit it in my day um, is really helpful. And when you're first getting started, it's really helpful to kind of attach it to something that you already do every day. That's what I, I did with two spots with drinking my tea in the morning. Cause it's usually I'm up before everybody else. And so I know I have some quiet before I start waking the kids up and also being in the car, you know, I I'm in the car a lot with four kids. And so taking that time in the car, I would just take three deep breaths before I pulled out of the driveway every single time, no matter where I was going. Like, I was like, you know what? I have time for three deep breaths. It's not going to make a difference of how, you know, how quickly I'm going to get there. And I'm going to feel so much more relaxed driving. And when I get there, I'm going to feel so much more grounded. So that's really my, my biggest tip. And, and, you know, it's funny because I, I liken this a lot to when I was working in the fitness industry as a trainer and, you know, people coming in and making these big, huge goals, January 1st, right? Resolutions or whatever it is. And they want to get in shape. They want to eat better. They want to do all these things. And so they set these really enormous goals that are almost unattainable. So when you 
and it becomes overwhelming when you're looking at this and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to exercise an hour today and I didn't do it. Or, oh, I was supposed to meditate for 30 minutes. I didn't do it, whatever. Then it becomes overwhelming. You get down on yourself. So like Kelly said, when you when you make it really reasonable and you say, you know what? It's three deep breaths. It's, it's 30 seconds of meditation. It's whatever it is, whatever you can fit into your existing routine. Don't make it overwhelming and, and just, you know, honor where you are and whatever space you're in and, and allow that to, to just play out that way. Yeah. And, and I love that idea of kind of those times of your day when, you know, you might have like when you're brushing your teeth or something, something you do every day that you could just say, try to create that habit of before you put the toothpaste on, you take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. It sounds so simple, but those of you who have tried it, it really does. It it's a signal to your body that everything is okay. Because yeah. our bodies are in the state of like panic because we're, you know, we have so much to do. So if we can just calm our nervous system, it's going to shift everything. And then it creates more time in your day, actually, because yeah, it's, yeah you don't have all those the triggers and everything constantly. Um, so, yes. And then taking away that part of feeling bad if you don't do it. It's like, mm-hmm. let's let's get rid of that. That, that doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help anybody. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear that voice. I'm like, hi, I hear you. You can go. I <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was curious in your personal experiences as parents, have you noticed a, your yoga practice or mindfulness practice impact your relationship with your children at all? Yes, is the short answer. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, I think that having my own practice, being able to kind of notice when I'm getting frazzled, notice when I'm getting frustrated and take a calming deep breath, maybe practice a brief meditation, then I can interact in a way that I can share that with the kids. I can share that calm presence with the kids rather than getting anxious, getting frustrated, getting angry, whatever it is using, you know, tapping into my own calm and being able to share that with them. So yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's helped and it's fun to see what they pick up on. Sometimes we feel as a, as a mom, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, sometimes I feel guilty, like, oh, I don't do this enough with my kids, but they're watching, they see it and they pick up on it. And it's amazing what comes back at, you know, down the road a year later, my kid will say, you know, like, oh yeah, I did peace begins with me, or I know, take a deep breath, whatever it is. So they're seeing all of this. And I think that's as parents, when we're setting that example for them, they pick up on it, whether we realize it or not. So yeah, I totally agree with that 100%. And for me, this is where I, I've seen the most powerful effect for me in my life, because before I really had a mindfulness and yoga practice, um, you know, I'm a very anxious person always. Um, you know, I, I grew up anxious. I had social anxiety and lots of struggle with anxiety. Of course, I didn't know that's what it was back then. Um, But then, you know, you have children and it's so wonderful because it's like, they're like putting a mirror up in front of you. (laughs) And so for many years, you know, my, my kids also struggle with um, anxiety. And for many years, I, I wasn't realizing how much their experience and their anxiety was also triggering my own. Mm -hmm. And it was this, you know, this 
complicated, intertwined relationship of all of our anxieties melding into this one where I couldn't even separate myself from their own emotions and their own anxiety. Like I would feel like I was physically feeling their, their anxiety until I started using these tools and I was able to regulate myself and I was able to hold space for my own emotions and on my own anxieties and like accept it and then like be able to move through it. Once I felt I was able to do that, then I felt like I could show up for them and allow and hold space for them without it getting intertwined with my stuff. Right. I was, I was able to, like Christy said, bring my calm to them. I was able to put my stuff aside and show up and just be present for whatever it was that they were feeling at that time without it becoming, you know, about, about me and, and how I was feeling, which is so important in, in having a connected relationship, right. Being able to, to hold space for, for that other person and having them feel like they were being seen is, was just really, really powerful. And, and it's funny because now I see my seven-year-old doing that, like with her siblings, you know, she's, she's probably the only one that has had this practice be present for her, for her whole life. And so like just one example, the other day, my, my, my teenager was getting ready to go out and she was trying on different outfits and she was just like, Oh, nothing looks good. I don't like this. I don't like that. You know, my seven-year-old said to her, like, you know what, that's just your worry cloud telling you that, you know, to, that it, it matters what other people think about you. Like you're beautiful. Just tell that worry cloud not to, to tell you that anymore. And that you're beautiful, you know, and, and it's just it's like, so cute. you know, <laughs> so cute. And my older daughter looks at me and she just like cracks up. Like, you know, she's just like, <laughs> you know, she's right. <laughs> the worry cloud. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so much, it's like so much more powerful coming from your young daughter, yeah. right? If you yeah. said something similar, mm-hmm. like that's just of what your daughter would probably be like, oh, please. But the fact that a seven-year-old, she's putting yeah. it in those terms, which, yeah, that's what it is. Right. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So, so never, I don't think any of us can underestimate the impact that taking care of ourselves in this way mm-hmm. has on our children. Like you said, it doesn't mean you sit down and teach it to them. It might just be how you live your life. You might be listening. You don't teach kids yoga or mindfulness, but if you are practicing yourself, caring for yourself, we know we've seen it right over the years that, that it, they see it and and we're modeling that. So that's the most important thing we could do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I, I've said often that I feel like there should be a thousand podcasts about kids yoga out there. And I don't know why there aren't. And so I was so thrilled when two of you who are just wonderful people that I've you know, had the privilege of connecting with through my podcast have joined together and you started a podcast with kidding around yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want, I'd love to hear about where did the idea come from and why do you want to do the podcast? And I know you're, you're, you started it recently. So just like, how's it going so far? So, it's funny. I'll, I'll share this story of, of kind of the beginnings of mindful conversations with Kay, <clears throat> you know, Kelly and I have shared um, a lot, which podcast we listen to and we, oh yeah, you should listen to this one, listen to this one. It's great. And so we're both big podcast fans. Um, I'm a big fan of just getting out and going for a walk. That's my, that's my exercise of choice. That's where I just feel great is when I can get out and do a daily walk. 
So I was walking one day and I was listening to, I don't even know what, maybe it was yours, Jessica. I don't know. <laughs> some, some particular podcast that I was listening to. And on my walk, I was like, yes, yes. And I'm, I'm like cheering on whoever I'm listening to. So I, I called Kelly as I'm walking. I'm like, Hey, did you listen to blah, blah, blah. I don't, again, I don't know which one it was. Did you listen to this podcast? And she says, yes, I just listened to that yesterday. And I was like, why are we not podcasting? Why are we not doing this? And she says, I know. And so it was that, it was that day. And then we're like, no, 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 let's, let's really talk about this. Let's really, you know, map this out. Can we do this? And, um, we brought it to our, to our team at, at Kidding Around Yoga and discussed it with them. And I, I think there was a little hesitation initially. It was like, well, I don't, mm, you know, but Kelly and I are like, no, 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 we got this. We got this. And, yeah. you know, she and I have the, the, you know, privilege of being able to, you know, chat almost daily. And, and so I think we, uh, we just, we enjoy those conversations and these are the topics we discuss all the time. And so it feels really natural just to get on a zoom call and she and I chat and I'm here in my living room and she's at home at her place and I'm drinking coffee. And we're just having these conversations that we were always having on a daily basis. Anyway, now we just get to <laughs> let other people listen to them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we get to share them. And it was, you know, it's, it's like, these are our favorite things to talk about because we're both so passionate about sharing these tools with as many people as we can. And so what a, what a better way to let people hear those conversations and hopefully, you know, hear the passion that we have um, talking about it and get inspired to, to try some, some new things with either their students in their classroom or their kids at home, whoever it might, might be that that's listening. Yeah. I think it's so great. You're doing it together too, because I love that kind of the back and back and forth banter that we can get into when we're like kids yoga nerds we're like you know I'm totally with you I'm like let's talk about this all day so I'm so glad you you went ahead you took those steps because it's not easy there's so much that goes into it but you guys got started and it's out there and I think people are going to really benefit from listening to you well and I think too our goal with the podcast is really to help people parents educators anyone who's listening understand that you don't you mentioned this earlier, Jessica, you don't have to be a kids yoga teacher to be able to share these tools. So we want to make them accessible to everyone. So that's our goal with it is just to keep it light and, and just give them really tangible, usable stuff that they can immediately implement into their, their home or classroom if they're educators and uh, yeah, just make it accessible to them. Yeah. Yeah. And podcasting the platform I just think it's um, for me right now as a busy parent of three young kids, it's like the only way I could stay connected to things mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I could put in that single earbud while I'm with all my kids or when I'm like, I'm about to go crazy. I need to feel like an adult <laughs> right now. And, you know, I'll put in my podcast, my earbud or when you're on the walk or when you're in the car, it's, it's way more accessible um, in this season of life than sitting down and watch. I can't sit down and watch anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just, it's so rate to just like have that option out there for, for parents or educators, babysitters, anyone who's interested in, in bringing this in with the kids they work with. Yeah. It's my favorite way to consume information. Like I don't really even watch TV much anymore. Like I have so many podcasts that I like to listen to, like, 
learning ones where I like to learn about like neuroscience and that kind of stuff and yoga. And then I have like entertainment ones. It's just, it's such an easy way to consume information because you can be doing the dishes and, you know, whatever you're doing. It's, it's really, you don't, you feel like it's just like part of your, your routine and you don't have to be sitting and like you said, watching something it's, it takes your, it doesn't take your full attention. Right. It so. makes those chores that we don't like, like folding laundry. Yes. <laughs> makes, yeah. we, we actually had that discussion on our podcast yeah. about laundry and how much I hate folding laundry. And, but if I know like, oh, I've got this podcast I can listen to. Sweet. I'll fold laundry. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes it more fun. Exactly. Laundry. Endless. Endless. <laughs> <Sad. laughs> I'm going to add a deep breath to the laundry next time. I'll try. It's mindful laundry. Mindful, mindful, folding, mindful laundry folding. Deep breaths every time you fold this item. I love it because it, it's it's always going to be there, right? Can't yes. escape it. Um, well, love it. I hope uh, that anyone who listens to this podcast, you're going to love their podcast. It's 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 all the same type of thing, but it's from Kelly and Christy's perspectives and um, just both of you have your own unique thing going, but then like put it together. I feel like it exponentially, it makes it even more um, exciting for everybody. So definitely tune into, can everyone find it on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those places? Wonderful. Okay. Um, before we wrap up, I did want to get one more kids yoga gem from each of you. You've, you've both been on Kelly, you've been on twice, right? Yes. Yeah. And you've been on ones, Christy, but um, I know you guys probably got a lot of gems in your bag. So can you share with our listeners your one big piece of advice if they're working with kids um, within the kids yoga and mindfulness world? Yeah. Well, and I, I think uh, as for parents or teachers and or teachers, my piece of advice would be prioritize your own practice make it, make it a necessary part of your day because the kids are seeing it. They're picking up on it, whether we think they are or not, they really are. So prioritize your own practice. That's huge. Yeah. And I would say is those bite-sized pieces. It doesn't have to be a big, long practice, fit it in where you can. And it's going to allow you to show up in, in whatever capacity that is as a kid's yoga teacher, as a classroom teacher, as a parent, giving yourself those small little moments to help calm your own nervous system down is going to allow you to show up as the teacher you want to be as the yoga teacher you want to be, or as the parent you want to be. And, and hold, like I said, hold space for those kids. So that's my biggest, biggest tip, bite-sized pieces. Love that. I love that both of those were about how we care for ourselves, because that's really where it all begins. Mm -hmm. Thank you both. Can you share just maybe one more time, your website, your social media, and any of those things? We are, we are on um, Instagram at kidding around yoga. We are on Facebook kidding around yoga. Uh, We have uh, mindful conversations with K K A Y is our podcast. And we also have a Facebook group for our podcast. Um, Kelly is that's just mindful conversations with Kay as well. Yep. Mindful conversations with Kay. Yeah. Come and join our Facebook group and we can continue the conversation that Christy and I have with, with you all in the Facebook group. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for taking the time. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Jessica. Appreciate it.
talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page, and you will see different monthly subscriptions, which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.